This is episode 55. Hey everyone, welcome to a special edition episode called SLP's Beer and Cheese. I'm Deb. And I'm Maria. And And here is our podcast for the summertime SLP. Welcome. Yes, we are switching it up. We have decided to take a little break from some wine and uh, switch to beer. You know, the summer is a great time to lay back, chill, and have some beer. Yeah, and we need to chill after all that bitch wine. Yes, we do. Yeah, that was a lot of bitch wine that we really did enjoy by Grateful Palate. Yes. If you want to buy that wine, which I think you should, check out our episode descriptions. Yeah, there should be a link in there, right, Maria? There is a link in there, and I checked it, and it works, and I'm proud of myself for it. Well done. Thank you. I'm proud of you as well. Cheers. Cheers. We have cans today, so you can't really hear. But I picked this beer. I hadn't had it before. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I like names, and this is uh, Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was a fun cliche. And um, is, it, is it bad to say I don't get the cliche? Um, well, how about while you talk about the beer, I Google the cliche so I could tell you exactly okay. more yeah. about right. it. So, well, Hell or High Watermelon. It's a wheat beer, and it says it's brewed with watermelons, and it's a seasonal release. So really, this is a seasonal beer, and I'll have you know, it's brewed and canned by the 21st Amendment Brewery, and funnily enough, that that brewery, brewery is located in San Leandro, California, and, you know, spoiler alert, our guest on the show is living currently in California. Wow. Yeah, so I found this to be a very fitting beer. Yeah, our later to come guest. Later to come guest, yeah. yeah. Right now there's no guest except for if you want to count Oliver. Right. Where he's he always did. here, though. He just did just bark like he was wondering why you didn't include him. Yeah, hey there, Oliver. What's up? So Oliver. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I get what you did there. <laughs> Well, we did have our previous guest, Valerie, right. who talked about a lot of OTE things. Yeah, so I'm going to tell you that hell or high water, if you say you will do something come hell or high water, you mean that you are determined to do it despite any difficulties that there might be. I'll get you to the airport by noon come hell or high water. Okay. So nothing will get in your way. So nothing will get in my way of drinking this. Yes. That's but this is hell or high watermelon. Right. Right. Which watermelon is such a summery fruit to begin with. I love watermelon. So. Say. Do you just feel like singing that song today? I guess. It just keeps happening. Is it the watermelon? Maybe. <laughs> okay. It is a great song. It, it is a great song. that I've sang that before for karaoke. Oh, yeah. it is a good karaoke song. It is, right? Yeah. I but haven't done it in karaoke. Do you get exhausted? No. Or you can keep going. Yeah, because she I doesn't guess. really get crazy like Celine or Whitney. No. No. I Sometimes don't. you pick a song and you're like, this was over ambitious. Yeah, I've done that before and I've learned to just stick with the Usually men's songs, because my voice cannot hit those high notes. So. Right. Man's songs. But I do like Paramore, because I feel like those are good songs I could sing. Oh, okay. Just sing, because her voice is like a little bit raspy. Not that I have a raspy voice, but she's not like Whitney Hinton. Like, right. 
no I like, F um, or G or something. Yeah, I don't so, know any notes. I just I felt like that was the right thing to say. I feel like F is a high note. I feel like A is like a high note. Is it? Like, uh, I don't know. I have no idea. I feel like it's F. We don't know any music theory. Yeah, no, we don't know. But we do want to get a music episode. So any musical therapists, reach out to us. Yeah. Just yeah. saying. I like to sing Bonnie Bratt in karaoke. I don't know it's what like that is. Give him something to talk about. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. All right. That is a good one. I'll put that in my back pocket. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't get carried away. Got it. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking it would be fun to get to know you a little bit better, Deb. Oh, and uh, with thank you. this very uh, research-driven quiz here oh. on MarieClaire.com. <laughs> okay, good. It is titled Quiz. Are you too sensitive? Oh, yes. Oh boy. And it is a series of true or false questions. Okay. And I think uh, you might enjoy so it. it. It's got a high sensitivity. This uh, right. sensitive. A high sensitivity. Um, That's right. And what do you hypothesize will be the outcome of this research right. study? My hypothesis is Deb is not overly sensitive. Mm-hmm. So the null hypothesis, right? Yeah. Is that you are too sensitive. Right. I guess I'm, like that's why you're asking to begin with. Right. And I'm trying to disprove that. Right. With this research method methodology here. Uh-huh, of I a, see. Of yes. a true or false question. But would this quiz indicate that I need to increase my sensitivity <laughs> right. or that like I am a good amount of sensitive? I don't know. We'll I have to see what happens. I don't know. I'm okay. not sure yet. So mm-hmm. let's just get right into it. True or false. <laughs> I tend to be very sensitive to pain. False. But I haven't felt any intense pain in a while. Okay. So... <laughs> Never. Know. All right. Well, I, don't I got know. false here. So false. I try hard to avoid making mistakes or forgetting things. Uh, false. Because I could try harder. Right. Got it. Being very hungry creates a strong reaction in me, disrupting my concentration or mood. True. I mm. get really hangry. I hear you. Other people's mood uh, moods affect me. Other people's moods affect me. True. Mm. I am very much impacted by other people's moods, especially if they are in a bad mood. Yes. That's hard for me to deal. Well, energy is contagious. Mm -hmm. I notice and enjoy delicate or fine scents, tastes, sounds, works of art. Um, Mm. I I notice and notice and enjoy. Okay, so yes, I do notice and enjoy, I think. I'm pretty sure. Okay. I think so. You're into art. Yeah. I make it a high priority to arrange my life to avoid upsetting or overwhelming situations. Very true. Okay. Got it. Next question. When I must compete or be observed while performing a task, I become so nervous or shaky that I do much worse than I would otherwise. True. No, false. I'm false. joking. <laughs> I think you get in the zone. Yeah, no, I don't really feel... I like to be observed. Okay. Okay, I'm taking my data. Okay. You know, simple tally. Mm-hmm. I find myself needing to withdraw during busy days into bed or into a darkened room or any place where I can have some privacy and relief from stimulation. I... 
I'm sure this is accurate because I do drive in silence, usually on very busy days between things. So, like, I'm sure that's where I find solace. But, um, no, I usually, like, work until I – and then I pass out and I go to bed. Like, Got I'm lucky it. if I – I right. won't take a shower. <laughs> like, I right. do shower. I swear. Well, thank you for clearing that up. Yeah. Thank you. But, like, Good. it's either happening at morning or night. There is no scheduled shower. Gotcha. <laughs> Do you You're consistently shower in every, like, before you go to bed or, like, I don't like, oh, I'll shower I don't in shower in the mornings of, like, if I have to be up early to go to, like, work at the school. Oh, really? No? Yeah, no. I like to sleep until the last possible oh, okay. moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I can go either way. It just depends on what happened the night before. Yeah. Yeah. I never shower in the morning. Very oh. rarely have I ever showered Interesting. In the morning. We should yeah. do an SLP poll on when do you shower? Okay. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Next question. I am easily overwhelmed by things like bright lights, strong smells, coarse fabrics, or sirens close by. False. All right. Interesting questions here. I have a rich, complex inner life. What does that mean? You know, I don't know, but maybe it means like you have like a lot of thoughts and you like wonder a lot about things. Uh, no, okay. I'm pretty outward with all of my wonders. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Almost done here. I am made uncomfortable by loud noises. Um, like I'm not startled by fireworks or anything, but mm -hmm. I do feel like I get overstimulated. Like if the volume is too loud on the TV, I'm like, why is this screaming at me? Or if there's too many like competing sounds, it's right. annoying. Yes, I agree with that. So yeah. true. Yeah, probably true. Okay, then. I am deeply moved by the arts or music. True. Okay. Ready for the last question? Mm -hmm. When I was a child, my parents or teachers seemed to see me as shy, sensitive or shy. My whole life, everyone has told me I'm too sensitive. So, so then true. we'll put that as a capital T yeah. for true. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the way you score yourself is that if you answer true to 12 or more questions, you're probably highly sensitive. So Deb has a total of 11 yeses. So that means you are not overly sensitive. Okay. But it does say the no psychological test is so accurate that you should base your life on it. So if only one or two questions are true, but they are very true, you must, you might also be justified in calling yourself highly sensitive. So really, I feel like this is similar to the Harry Potter quiz of which house do you belong in? Right. And then in the end, it's like, well, which house do you think you belong right. in? Where do you want to be? Because that's like, yeah, yeah. It's like intrinsically how you see yourself and what you feel. Mm -hmm. Do you see yourself as highly sensitive? Yeah. Okay, so... Well, but I'm, like, really tough. Right, you but are like, pretty tough. But, like, too much bothers me. And, mm. I, and I have, like, a strong reaction to what does bother me. I see. But, gotcha. yeah. Not sensory stimulation. Mostly, like, um, I'm just, like, emotionally sensitive. Mm, like, gotcha. my friend Kevin, who passed away in January, I swear, wherever I'm out... If I have like one drink in me minimum 
and there's somebody on stage who starts talking about him, everyone looks at me because I have tears running down my face. Like right. I like I can't stop. Right. So it's I don't know. I just have no control over feelings, but that's it. I think though, um, losing someone is not as like characterized like overly sensitive. I think that's like one of the greatest yeah, but losses we all you could lost feel. The same person. That's true. <laughs> and I'm the only one who's just. Yeah. I mean, everyone's sad and like they probably feel, but I can't stop. Like I feel like I'm. I just tears are just pouring yeah. out of my eyes with like I can't even stop it. Yeah. Maybe that's just how you, uh, you know, express your grief. You know, some people hold I'm it trying in. trying to stop. I try to. I'm trying to. Right. I don't want it. I know what you mean. It's <laughs> just coming. Sometimes just the water works. Yeah. I, sometimes I call it like a floodgate. Like you just can't stop it. But I think because I've been there before, too. Um, so I think you just got to get to the other side of the waterworks. So just let yourself right. cry it out. And then Do you ever like cry where you're not like sniffling or making any noises, but like tears are just like pouring out of your eyes? Like sometimes. that's what's happening to me. Yeah. Beach. yeah. That's what happens. Sometimes. Yeah. It's weird. It is weird. You gotta, I think you gotta just let yourself cry. Yeah, but when you're in a. I know. Go to the bathroom. Go outside. Yeah, I guess I we could do that. It's just. Bleh. I know. Yeah. But with this. You know, this is well, how I mean, you feel. Well, I mean, at this point, I'm just like, I'm me and everyone, you're looking at me because you knew that I was going to do this. And right. And maybe you did it to me. Yeah, maybe. Because you, <laughs> right. you know, whatever. I get it. Uh, grief is a tough topic, but not to like, no, I don't want to seem like insensitive, but do you want on a lighter note, move on to the interview? Right. Yeah. Yes. Anything that's a good else idea. you want to talk about, though, before? No, now you're worried I'm too sensitive? No. I <laughs> I cry, too. <laughs> I cry, too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm happy. I heard clips of this interview already when Maria was doing some editing. Yes. All on her own. And, uh, yeah, it sounded really entertaining. So yes. I'm excited to truly listen in. Thank you. So I will intro this interview. So right after this commercial break. This episode is brought to you by Covalent Careers, a career development company for new healthcare professionals. Covalent Careers provides new grads with education, mentorship, job opportunities, and provides employers with scalable talent acquisition solutions. Whether you're looking for a job, clinical tips, or advice on interviewing as a new grad, SLPs can find resources and job postings at covalentcareers.com backslash wine and cheese check out their link in our bio. This episode is also brought to you by Fusion Web Clinic. Fusion Web Clinic is an all-in-one practice management software designed specifically for pediatric speech therapists, physical therapists, and occupational therapists who need to save time and streamline their practice. With unlimited customer support, free onboarding, and an ever-growing set of features, thousands of therapists across the country use Fusion every day to treat their kiddos. To learn more and check out Fusion's library of free resources, visit them online at fusionwebclinic.com backslash cheese. And if you sign up for a free demo of the software, mention the SLP's Wine and Cheese podcast to receive a $50 credit off your first month of Fusion. And we are back with our next segment, 
called Chillin' with Maria, which is my lovely segment <laughs> where I'm going to interview Jonathan Ballard from Dysphagia Cafe. I think it's funny that your segment has had like six different names at this point. Oh, so really? What is it going to? It's Chillin' with Maria. Oh, I thought it was Relaxing with Maria. It's but not. you just said Chillin'. I did. Yeah. All right. Chillin' How with Maria. Meditating with Maria. <laughs> We're not meditating, though, right, you know? Right, yeah. But, uh,. Mindfulness, Maria? There we go. Being Mind- mindful with Maria. Okay, but now I just added more names to more this. More names. So we you know what? Maria's unpredictable. Right. You'll never know <laughs> what's in her bag of tricks. I'll, I'll think about this. For this special interview, I'll call it Praise Be by Maria. Oh, okay. Yeah. You'll see why. I thought it was going to be Swallowing with Maria. It's not. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> everyone welcome to my segment chilling with maria i'm maria and here we have with us jonathan waller hello hello thank you for joining us from the very sunny and beautiful la thank you thank you yes so uh why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself well my name is jonathan i've been an slp in acute care outpatient adult setting for about 10 years now so and uh got a bunch of side hustles as well cool all right we'll definitely get to know all about that uh so you're living in la but you were born in jersey right yes yes my family born and raised in jersey through and through asbury park we got the bruce springsteen connection we got danny devito um yeah, I think my aunt, I think my my aunt did drugs with Bruce Springsteen. That's her story that she used to tell us at Thanksgiving. So, I mean, uh, I wouldn't be sure. Right, right, right. Um, but Bon Jovi too, right? He's bon Jovi, Bon Jovi. They're all you know. New Jersey gets a bad rap. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Cheers to New Jersey, by the way. Well, you didn't get into what you're drinking. I forgot. Oh, I am. I am drinking a very fine wine. It's called. Bartonura Moscato. Wow. You like yes. Moscato? Not really. Um, no, actually, it's pretty sweet, you know. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't want to, you know, drive away your listeners, but I'm kind of a Grey Goose guy myself. No worries. This, is, this isn't vodka and cheese, so I understand. Vodka and cheese. Um, but <laughs> this is a very nice wine. I mean, it's kind of effortly transparent, yet kaleidoscopy. It combines moss with whetstone oak pepper and a rich nut with a clam broth savor, but milks like the salivary, salivary glands, you know? It's kind of weird. Okay. Did you make that up, or is that on the label? Because it sounded great, and then I was like, I don't know where this is going. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a surprising climactic and animated tang to it but it renders the finish as invigorating and refreshing as it is vibrant, mouthwatering, and dynamically complex. No, I, I Googled this. It's kind of, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, I didn't want you to think I was a wine connoisseur or anything, but. Yeah. All right. So we do yeah. drink it or sink it. Do you vote drink it or sink this wine? I drink it. I drink it for sure. Yeah. Virtual cheers to Jersey. It's ceremonial, this wine, actually. Nice. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's more like for Shabbat dinner and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Cool. Mazel tov. Is Thank that a you. Yeah. yeah, we can say L'chaim. L'chaim. 
Yes. Mazel Tov is like, congratulations. You can say that at the end of the show. All right. So we'll say Mazel Tov at the end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Remember this. I'm drinking bitch wine because we have just like a ton of bottles of that. So that's what Uh I'm drinking. Drink what you have, you know? That's what I say. Do you like it? Mm Mm-hmm. I do. What does it go well with? Well, I usually have feta cheese, but I decided not to have cheese now because I'm like, we just have some wine. What do you have your Moscato with? Anything in particular? Um, Typically brie. I mean, brie is my favorite cheese, actually. Yes. Um, Learned a lot of interesting things about brie. Okay. You know, I think you you might have educated me on what town in France it came from. Uh, should I make up a town name or should I just say I don't know? I'm gonna go. Oh, I don't know. Okay, I'll give you I'll give you three choices. Oh wait, brie. Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. I did it. You you now will be able to participate in Jeopardy in the cheesecake category. Yes. I'm take a sip of my yes. for that. Cheers. Cheers. We're gonna go through our wines quickly today. Have you but last thing about the cheese, there's a there's a, a quick cheese joke. I don't know if you're interested in Yeah, definitely. I don't wanna drive away your your listeners or no? No, our listeners love cheese, and I feel like they stand by it. You know, when we met them at Asha, they were like, "You wine and cheese, two great things." Really? <laughs> I know, right? Were you at Asha this year, by the way? Not this year. The year oh, before. Right. Last time I, I was in LA. The last time I was here. Oh, right. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. So. Thinking about thinking about going this year. Me too. It's, a long, it's a long trip. It's a long trip, and it's too far away for me to think about right now. You know, yeah. I'm trying to live in the moment. Do you do the, do you do the little table on, in the exhibit yeah. hall? We yeah, booths and everything. We met a lot of our listeners. Nice. We gave out wine and cheese, which oh. I think what? we were the rebels of Asha. <laughs> Woohoo! You said try try this new thickener, <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> you just kind of snuck it in by being a little. That's what thicker. we need you for. I, that's right. You know they they have wine thickeners out there. You yes, know that, right? I know. There's Do like your a patients like those. I recommended it one time. You know, there was a patient I had one time in a hospital who, um, at a you know, he was a very large donor to the hospital, mm-hmm. and so regardless of how bad his swelling was, they insisted that he have a glass of red wine. Okay. And so we uh, we thickened that red wine, and he was he was happy. So okay. Was, they have thickener for Jack Daniels, everything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All the adult beverages. That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. So you had a cheese story, you said, or no? Yeah, a quick cheese joke. Okay. You know, there was recently, I don't know if anybody, you know, listening to this podcast heard, there was a, a huge fire at a cheese factory in France. Did you hear about that one? No. It was on the news everywhere. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it was pretty much annihilated and devastated everything, but there was just a whole bunch. I mean, the only thing that was really left was just a bunch of debris. <laughs> you see, did you just see what I did there? I did see what you did there. Okay. I okay. liked it. Okay. Right. Yes. We had our whole live show. I don't know if you know, but me and Deb, we hosted a live uh, podcast recording. It was mm-hmm. like 48 and 49. Don't quote me on that one. Okay. We talked all about figurative language and the importance of using figurative language and jokes and yeah. how a lot of adults and especially 
kids with uh, pragmatic issues struggle with those uh, aspects of figurative language. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, our, our right CVA patients struggle with it all the time. And Yeah. Have you ever tried that joke on them? No. That would no. be a hard one, right? Yeah, tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'll try. Tomorrow, yeah, try it out. <laughs> Let me know how that goes. So it's, it's part of my assessment. We have the cookie theft picture and the cheese joke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get the joke? No. Yeah, no. Check yes or no. Yeah, patient will get the joke with right. mod cues. Patient yeah. will find me funny after yes. reconstructed trials. Goal met. <laughs> <laughs> great love it yeah so i wanted to play oh actually sorry going back to jersey right we're gonna play the this or that game okay you were born in jersey right but now you're living in la so disconnect how i got here right a little bit yeah i am gonna connect those dots right now for your listeners um you know a lot of people say were you an army brat when i continue the story because you know Spoiler alert, I moved around a lot. Okay. So from New Jersey, I was born in Princeton. Mm-hmm. Um, you ever see the movie Beautiful Mind? Yes. Okay, so th- that has nothing to do with my story, but you know, he, he went to Princeton, but I didn't know him. Um, we went from Princeton <laughs> to Philadelphia, gotcha. right? So about an hour and a half away, I think, mm-hmm. you know, not too far. Um, from Philadelphia... Um, around nine years old, I went to New Hampshire, um, and we lived in southern part of New England, New Hampshire. And I went all the way through high school, did a year of college in Boston. I played baseball. That was a big, that was fun. Um, so I was a really competitive baseball player and um, went down to Georgia. My family decided to move to Atlanta to be with the rest of my other brothers who were happening to move there at that time. And then we went there. And then I graduated with a degree in communication, not disorders, just communication. Communication. <laughs> yes. I didn't, I didn't know what the heck I was going to do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really into media and advertising. And, you know, it was just one, looking back, I just did not have a plan. I li- literally like a pack up the car deal with no money in the pocket and a hole in my radiator and radiator and just drove to LA. And I was, wow. the plan was to be in the advertising business. Um, but nine 11 hit and it was a really bad time for advertising. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Should I, should I go into my little journey right now? Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, so we, uh, uh, I came out here to do that, and it was kind of slim pickings on the jobs mm-hmm. situation. Huge, huge culture shock. I know everybody talks about the sun and the fun, and everybody's laid back, but answer me this question. Is it laid back in New Jersey? Not really. No, I... it's, no it's definitely not laid back. Right. So it, it was a very big culture shock. You know, I, you know I'm not going to – I don't want to upset any natives from California, but it was uh, – I was really in like a funk for several months. It was really hard to get used to it out here. And uh, I find like uh, I need a job. I need to find something. And everyone else is like, don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah. You just go like, surf, surfing, about you know, just like, you know, let's go to Starbucks. And I'm like, no, no, I need to, I, it was a whole hustle and bustle. And, you know, and so I, 
I finally got a job as a media buyer, which was not the creative side of advertising I wanted to do. So like, you know, we had like a client like McDonald's and they had money and they wanted to advertise on the radio. And so I would work with them to negotiate rates based on ratings. And it, it was not my thing. And I did it for a few years. The cool part is met all kinds of fun people. I think I saw P- Paula Abdul was the first celebrity I saw at a restaurant. Cool. I like her. She's a next, dancer. The, like next, her. the next one was Fabio. <laughs> right? It gets better. <laughs> A-list, right? The next one, this was a good one for all the ladies listening. It was John Stamos and Matthew McConaughey. Different, different booths, same restaurant. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So my my boss who I worked with was freaking out at the time. You know, she she was trying to keep her composure. And uh, so meeting lots of people, going to restaurants I could never afford to go to again as an SLP. That was the fun part about it. Right. Okay. Been, Good to been, look at the yeah. yeah. Communication wasn't my thing. So I decided to go for the disorder part of communication. You know, right. So, you yeah. got the typical part and the money. Yeah. Now you're yeah. I'm like... I'm like, how can it be really messed up? Let me help. help let me help. Let me help with the opposite of <laughs> so. what I'm doing. So you decided yeah. to go back to work after how many years of working in the communication? So I did that. I did it for three years, and then I went back to school. I went. I was still unsure. I went into the English department for a semester. Um, loved grammar, hated Shakespeare, you know, and it was like, what can I do with this? And right, yeah. Someone pointed me to the phonology part of, and so I thought I was going to be a phonostician. What, what is it? I don't know the job. Phonostician. I don't know. I don't know. Just I, an expert in phonics. I had no. I, I had no idea. I had no idea. Phonetician. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. You know, phonetician CCC. Um, but and then my first semester learned of all this medical stuff and I was blown away and decided like this is the only part of speech I want to be a part of was the the swallowing part mostly that really kind of um, struck a chord with me I'm not sure why looking back but it definitely did so so you never really had an interest in like a medical field before this it was just really I had I really honestly I you know, you know how Forrest Gump went through life like a little feather blowing in the wind. Like looking back, like I, I you know, I I had no plan, and it just, it was. It's not. I'm not going to give advice to people to do it this way. Um, my, it just kind of worked out, and I learned along the way of this journey that I knew so many people who were speech pathologists. And I guess I just never paid attention to when they were telling me about their job, you know. And so I learned. Uh, you know, all these people, I'm like, hey, you know, I'm majoring in speech. They're like, my, my like, cousin would be like, that's what I do. I'm like, really? And, oh, wow. uh, <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah. And I just, the, I had no desire or understanding of a medical side of the field. And that was just the part I kind of uh, connected with. And, you know, maybe it was, felt like I could be like a doctor without having taken science classes or something, you know, so. Right. You know. Maybe you like that a part appeal to you, and you're like, this yeah. is great communication. Yeah. I like not so many, so much tools check. Yeah, right. Okay, so it really worked out for you. I think seems like it. I like it. I like Good. It. 
that's yeah. what matters. If you're happy with your career, I think that's huge. So that's yes. And yeah. that probably took a lot of uh, guts to go back to school after being in the workplace. It was hard, you know. And again, like I didn't, you know. I think, I think I got lucky at the time where I had like some prerequisites, and I think probably like the next year it didn't count anymore. But so I think I went under the radar a lot with like prerequisites that I didn't have to take as a post back candidate. Um, I think they may have changed the rule the next year after I graduated that everybody has to do a school internship. I did not do a school internship. It was not required until I think I left. <laughs> so I finished, you know, in a decent amount of time, you know, for, I think compared to out there, I hear it can take quite some time if you have a different degree. And so. Wow. Yeah. You, yeah. So you got lucky then. I did. I did. Like Forrest Gump. I mean, he invented the uh, Bubba Gump shrimp, you know? Bubba Gump shrimp, yes. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Are you ready for a little bit of an icebreaker? Even though I you am. reveal a I'm, lot about yourself early I'm, on, which I appreciate. I'm so ready, yes. Yes, I know. I've never oh, been more ready. Yeah. Good I like the attitude. Yes. I like the intensity. Yes. So it's called this or that, and I'm okay. going to just give you two options and you're going to tell me which of the two you prefer there's no right or wrong answer and it's like just tell us the first answer that comes to your head just rapid fire like a hundred thousand dollar pyramid exactly rapid okay. firing yes okay. ready Go. red or white wine white dogs or cats dogs beach or mountain vacation beach jogging or hiking jogging ice or hot coffee ice Soft cheese or hard cheese? Soft cheese. Three. <laughs> Rock or rap music? Rap. Podcast or music? Podcasts, of course. <laughs> Specifically SLP, wine and cheese. <laughs> A humble plug, I like it. Home barbecuing or takeout? Takeout. Early riser or late night owl? Late night owl. Read the book or watch the movie? Watch the movie, definitely. Cake or donuts? Donuts. Live band or DJ? Band. Party at night or stay in? Yeah, stay in. Too old for that, she. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is this, a, this is a family show, right? Would that be yeah. edited? That? Okay, sorry about that. I don't that. even know. We've got a whole bunch of listeners. Just... People don't get offended by what we say. Remember, freedom of speech. Okay. This, oh. this is PG-13. PG-13. I like PG-13. And Netflix or Hulu? Oh, gosh. Um, Netflix, for okay. sure. Yes. Do you like Handmaid's Tale? That's the only thing I watch on Hulu. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Praise oh, be. It's so good. <laughs> I'm still on season two, so okay. I'm not yet like ahead and caught up. But all I'm saying yeah. is season two took a very drastic turn. It did. It's, you know, I, do you feel guilty liking that show? It's, it's as a woman, I mean, it's kind of, uh, it's brutal, right? It is definitely brutal. And a lot of times I have to cover my eyes, but I do like it. It's, it's, it's very, very good. It's very well good. done. Yeah. I like all the uh, hidden motifs, I guess you could say. I like that they have that religious aspect and the feminist aspect and like yeah. bureaucracy aspect. All the. Yeah, 
it, they've they've done really well and uh i like the commander um i don't like i don't like what he stands for i think he's a really good actor the guy you know gotcha yeah i, yeah, like I don't she's yeah chick you know i i think what do you think of the of fred you know should we start doing implementing that into our own society like which one's fred i don't know if i'm up to that yet no but but when you're married you're gonna what's your say your husband's name is franco you're gonna your good name is gonna be of franco oh i'm gonna disagree with that <laughs> <laughs> well done well done yes of course yes yeah. it's, you know, it's, i have my own name yes For yes you know yes Yes. That by without that name before I married this individual. This so hypothetical Franco. Yes. Yeah, hypothetical Franco. <laughs> yeah, it's it is a it's a fantastic show, and it's uh, I, I like the I'm weird when it comes to talking about movies and shows because I like the, like the color kind of is really invigorating, right? When they oh, show, okay. like when they show like the red and the white and there's you know all kinds of like symbolism. I'm sure. I'm wondering why like certain women are wearing like the blue capes and why like the handmaids are red. Right. Like the red symbolizes like vitality because they yeah. want their children. And then the blue is like, are they like Royal or something? Yeah. I, that's my idea, but I never like Googled this to make sure. What yeah. do you think? Towards the end of season two, I, I won't spoil anything. There's yeah. some amazing cinematography. Let me just tell you. Okay. Hey, yeah. Yeah. I was, I was blown away. All right. Yeah. It's okay. Good. Yeah. All right. Are you ready to get into speechy stuff? Sure. As much as I do enjoy Handmaid's Tale, though, you know. Maybe I know. We'll have a part two and have you back. We'll talk about like movies. Yeah. Change this episode to call be called Praise Be. Praise Be. <laughs> I like it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Praise Be. Praise We're talking be. about acute care. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I like it. All right. Thank you for that. Now I don't have to think of anything. So after you went back to school, where did you go to school, by the way, for your master's in communication? I went, I went to Cal State Long Beach. Oh, okay. Um, Home of the the 49ers is our, is our, uh, and then go beach. That's what we say. Um, That is in Long Beach in Southern California. Um, If you listen to any like, old hip-hop it's mentioned several times um it's in the kind of the south bay of la county um right right before orange county but it's it's nice because it's you know la county is very large and then long beach is kind of like it's really own self-sustaining city where people really you know it's it's a really large city where people can live there and work there they really don't need to drive into la so oh nice yeah it's a nice little beach town too so Cool. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. So where was your CF after you graduated? CF, yeah. So CF was at an acute care hospital in uh, Orange, in uh, Orange County. It was uh, called St. Joseph's. And uh, it was like a community hospital. Um, it was uh, it was good. You know, the, the, this, the two SLPs who were there were pretty much there for 15 to 20 years and it was just pretty much them too so it was a lot of just community-based type of illnesses there wasn't it wasn't like a trauma center or major um head neck cancer like a lot of stuff i just dabbled in from the from the community like you know nursing homes and things like that so gotcha 
Did got my feet wet a little bit. Got your feet wet. And did you feel yeah. like you were prepared as a CF? Did you feel just like thrown in? Def- definitely not. Definitely not. Um, so, it, you know, not, not necessarily because of, but I, I did not feel prepared. Um, and I definitely did not feel prepared. And it wasn't any fault of the mentor I was with or anything like that. It was, you know, it, you know, if you think about it, like I was going into this program, into this area of medical study, if you will, to be an expert in something like swallowing disorders. But yet in grad school, I had, I shared a dysphagia class with stuttering and speech motor disorders. It was, it was literally like four weeks. And then the undergrad, it was the same thing. It was like four weeks. And, you know, that's okay to just kind of like for knowledge, but now I'm supposed to be the expert in this. And it's a field that can potentially like really harm somebody if I don't know what I'm doing. Right. Exactly. So, so honestly, I didn't, you know, I did not come out of my internship feeling great. Um, yeah, I don't think I, I'm not a big fan of the fact that that's something that should be on the job training because that's, you know what I mean? It's uh, you're dealing with people's lives and something very risky. Right. Exactly. Um, so you're in charge of their diet. Yeah. Yeah. In charge of all kinds of safety and, um, you know, going into my CF, I just, I just happened to be surrounded by the right people who are very patient. And I, that's where I really grew. That's you know, I, and I would hope that for everybody. And I think I just got lucky. I, I just got lucky to be, you know, they expect you to be fairly independent on your CF. I know. And I was just around the right people who kind of knew how to mentor and, give the right space or kind of come in for more um, supervision as needed. And it was just really, really a great experience. So that's good. You were lucky and you had yeah. the right people at the right time. You could yes. Say. Yes, for sure. So did you find, of course, experience helps, but um, certain like seminars you went to or professional developments. Any yeah. You feel like we're really. Yeah. You know, you know, I kind of challenge, you know, I, one of the things I love to do now is take on interns and um, because it constantly has me thinking and making sure I'm doing the right thing and saying the right thing. And uh, the courses that I, I think I went to early on, you know, I, one of my mentors that I had really gave me the um, challenge to read a journal article a week wow. and not, 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 not to just like spin the wheel and just like, point and say, Oh, I'll take this one. But like, if I came across a Parkinson's patient that we were working with, I would just kind of just dive into the reference section of an article. And then just, that was just turned into a rabbit hole of references. And then, you know, by the time I was done, I now had a collection of references that I can continuously go back to and just springboard off into something else. Um, And so I, I, I took that challenge seriously and and that was really really great so you know i i think we we love talking about ceus and we love talking about courses but honestly like i I would not replace that as an important part of someone's education um you know i would not replace wanting to check off a method or treatment session as the um as the means to educating so 
But with that said, there was lots of, lots of online stuff. Yeah. I went to, uh, early on, I went to like, uh, it's called Sin City Voice. Um, it's in Las Vegas. Spoiler alert. Yes. And um, it was a little above my head because it was just high level voice stuff and I wasn't quite ready for it. Okay. Um, went to Dysphagia Research Society early on and that's kind of how I started to develop into the Dysphagia Cafe website and whatnot. So it was, there was a lot. I mean, Asha was helpful. There's, there's so much out there. I mean, there's so many right. some stuff online too now that's really, really good as well. But also you took that initiative to go and to read these uh, journal articles and take CEUs that, you know, you realized that you needed them and that they were going to, in a way, make your job somewhat easier. You know, yeah. the, you know the, the more equipped you feel, the more confident you feel walking into a session. Right. And, and I, I use that a lot and, and with students or newer clinicians that I work with, I'm, you know, I'm not afraid to say, I don't know something. And, and I think that's one of the, <laughs> I always joke around. That's the biggest, um, one of the biggest things on an interview that I almost look for is for someone who doesn't know something to say, I don't know, but I know, I know where to look into how to be resourceful and find out. Right. And I, I will be honest when it comes to areas of speech pathology, I, I never wanted to be a jack of all trades clinician and I'm definitely not. And I just, I, I like what I like and I kind of, go towards that and I, I do it to the best of my ability. And when I don't know something, especially with a student who's interested in an area that I may not be interested in, mm-hmm. I know I can point them in that direction and, and kind of empower them and challenge them to kind of do that same thing that I did before, um, to, to go down that rabbit hole and get lost a little bit. And, um, Find and their, yeah, your own. Yeah. To help guide their decisions. Yeah. Find your find your little golden nugget. Yeah. Of speech therapy. Got Cheers. Cheers to that. <laughs> that was fun. You guys were fun together. Thank you. I just wanted to clarify where I messed up. I guess I had maybe too much bitch wine. Ah. Uh, Fagito obviously means food in Greek. I said to eat, which ah, is not true. Which is something that you eat. Right, exactly. That's where my so, mind was at. Yeah. So technically I was correct. Yeah. So uh, keep listening for the next episode, which will be released right after this one. Yeah. So on that note, everyone, Kalinikta. Good night. Oh, I thought you said to eat again. <laughs> no. If you're still listening because you want more, then you should check out our Patreon. We have bonus content there at patreon.com slash SLPs Wine and Cheese. Also, like and review us on iTunes, please. Thank you. Bye.